Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Brian Kent. Hey, Brian, how are you? Doing great today. How are you doing today? I'm well, I'm well. I'm excited to learn about K3 Enterprises. Brian is the co-founder and executive vice president for national defense and innovation for K3 Enterprises. We're going to be talking a lot about innovation, new technologies that are used in defense as well as commercially. And uh, before we get into what K3 does and what Brian's doing there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, Brian. A little bit about me. Well, uh, I was born uh, kind of in, in a Northwest Florida, small rural area, graduated from a farming agricultural type community. I joined the army about 20 years later, decided uh, I was ready to try something different. Uh, in the last couple of years of my military career, I uh, did government procurement, government acquisition, government research and development. Uh, so I learned a base there to start basically K3 as the original founder. Mm-hmm. And uh, really that's the start we had was looking at new technologies, evaluate new technologies, uh, enjoyed the field so much, uh, started my PhD in tech transfer. And so my uh, PhD is actually in uh, technology assistance and technology transfer. Uh, over the years, built the practice both uh, nationally and internationally. In uh, 2016, uh, we actually sold the international division, uh, and I kind of left the company for a couple of years uh, because uh, with that sale, I had to go with it. Mm-hmm. And um, about a year ago, um, I left uh, you know the larger Fortune 100 company and came back to K3, and now I work uh, as the co-founder and really strategic advisor as we're building out the a consulting arm of K3 and really helping small emerging companies uh, with uh, their technology, how they want to take it to market, how they raise money to take it to market. Uh, mid-sized companies work with them for strategy. Yeah. Then for still have a couple of Fortune 100 companies that uh, I consult for and work with them on strategy. Uh, we actually work with VC funds for mid-sized companies and large companies to do acquisition. You know, I listen to that, Brian, and I think how valuable your advice is, because if you think about the defense space and the technology that has been around that world for forever, but certainly in this whole kind of digital age that we live in, a lot of it really comes with that connection with the defense industry and then kind of figuring out how to then explore maybe other commercial uses for it. And so I would imagine your advice is extremely helpful. Well, I would like to think so. At least the companies that uh, have us uh, on retainer or on contract, they, they enjoy it as we look at their contracting strategy, their technology, their scalability. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, in digital transformation or in any technology product, is how can we scale and take it to market? Yeah. And then how do we have the money to take it to market? 
yeah, how do we find the right capital to really scale that and turn it into something special? When you work with these companies, what are the key things that they're seeing right now in the marketplace that are kind of perhaps their biggest challenges? Well, depending on which one of the clients, right? Some yeah. of it is uh, really teaching some of the smaller emerging companies on how to work on their business instead of in their business. I mean, I kind of, some people think that's kind of a cliche, but uh, I actually have CEOs and operations officers that are so busy with the engineering, they forget they've got to go talk to a banker or a lawyer or, <laughs> or, uh, or really look at how they want to do their sales, right? Um, as they build a sales strategy, how are they targeting the people they talk to? Because uh, a lot of people love to take briefings. Uh, I hate to say it. Some of the larger companies have people that are on their sales teams or on their buying teams that do nothing but just listen to people talk. And they may, may not even be the buyer. Yeah. So it's really dissecting uh, your target to find who the right people in a company or in a market are to brief so that you get to the work, to the sale, not yeah. just another brief. Uh, you know, kind of the old uh, saying, you know, we're doing briefings to do briefings. <laughs> well, I can imagine, yeah, your background with uh, procurement knows knows what's a real sale, what's not a real sale, <laughs> and avoiding those conversations. In the space that you're in, I mean, you're working with these emerging technologies, emerging companies. You know, what are the key trends that are impacting the marketplace today? Uh, one of the things um, a lot of companies look at, they're looking at their technology and they don't look at the surrounding things around them. That could be a constraint or actually they may have the greatest technology, but they can't take it to market because of some law, uh, because of some patent. Uh, they don't understand patents or they're, they're, they're just, they think they've found a niche and they're trying to fill it. Uh, and then they bump up against something that'll stop them. Mm. So that, that I always encourage them, make sure you understand who, you know, in basic business 101, if they tell you to do a SWAT, you know, right. where, where are the opportunities and where are the threats? And a lot of times uh, they always look at the opportunity. They only, they have the strength and they have an opportunity. They forget about the weaknesses and the threat. Yeah. But, uh, it is key, key and important to uh, look at the total, the total market around you uh, because I guarantee you an angel funder or a VC is going to understand the threats and, uh, and, and the constraints. Yeah. And I would say, you know, the need for new ideas, for new innovation, for new defense related solutions seems to be only increasing every day as the world becomes a much, much more complex space. But, you know, we've been living through this crazy moment over the last couple of years. I'd just be curious to hear how the pandemic impacted the way you guys approach the market and perhaps some insights that you have for, for companies out there. So I said, I would say the biggest challenge, uh, if you're trying to um, embrace the federal government, uh, they, in a lot of cases, uh, were the most restrictive on coming to work. Mm -hmm. So in order to really talk to a government buyer or a to, to, for someone where you can show him how your technology is better, those opportunities shrank drastically. It became much more about your white paper, your PowerPoint, uh, your, your networking to make sure the right person saw those documents because a lot of the, uh, the contracting officers and the representatives just had less time because of the COVID restrictions. It also put a lot of uh, travel restriction on them to come see new technology. Mm. So there was, um, 
some some companies that are used to you know kind of these uh, field fairs or industrial industry fairs. Yeah, that whole market was closed for eighteen months. Yeah, uh, and they were doing virtual um, shows, so where the government could, could tell you what they wanted, but there was really not a true opportunity for uh, bi-directional communication. Yeah. So that that's, was a big constraint. That's a huge constraint. Has that created in some ways kind of, I would imagine almost as we emerge from something like the pandemic, almost just this surge of activity or what's happened? So I've been to a couple of the uh, most recent uh, shows and their attendance is, was larger this year than they were right before the pandemic started. Wow. Wow. Uh, there is a pent up frustration to get out, meet the customers. Not only that, see what your competitors are doing. Because uh, a lot of the trade shows, what the customers are saying is very important. But that networking between companies to really figure out who to team with, how to leap forward, how you can find technologies to team together uh, to leap forward or find out who's already ahead of you uh, is huge. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, there's a true networking part to any trade show that's just as important as listening to the sponsor and what they're putting out as a requirement. Yeah. Well, I was reading an article yesterday about the airline show that they do, I guess, up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the number of planes that are flying into this tiny airport and how, how they manage that. Uh, you know, it, it's an incredible feat. But it does show that pent up demand for understanding what's the latest technology and really moving forward with it. Now, I mean, here we are, we find ourselves in 2022 and it's another interesting moment. I mean, certainly the world is facing some lovely geopolitical challenges and as well as economic pressures that perhaps will continue to become even more bigger factors. You know, how do these things play into what you guys are doing? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I probably have two answers for that for you, right? Yeah. Um, one is really supply chain. We mm. still have supply chain problems. Um, I mean, not just across the U.S., but across the world. Just, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, some of the places we're getting uh, in pieces and parts from China, they're still got towns that are closed because of COVID. Right. If you go into Asia, you still have, uh, sometimes you have quarantines. You have restrictions on the parts coming out. Uh, you have the backlog, you know, have some, you know, of course, like most things, you know, the government can do some self-inflicted wounds with policy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the, you know, I'm sure everybody saw the ship stacked up in LA. Yeah. A lot, a lot of that was policy issues uh, between California and the federal government. Um, right. So supply chain is definitely one. Uh, one of the things you're seeing too is uh, like you, I was looking at some of the aviation stuff recently. And I think the airline industry said they were short, like 14,000 pilots a year for the next five years, potentially, or seven years. Wow. And they're only producing about 7,000 pilots a year. Wow. So uh, the airlines are hiring as fast as they can, but unfortunately you don't want a guy that's taking 20 hours in a single engine plane, jumping in the back to drive a 747. So there's, there's definitely a learning curve there. I do hope that maybe this new Top Gun movie came out. There'll be a new generation of people that want to get behind the seat in the cockpit again. It definitely hit my younger son who immediately signed up for flight classes. <laughs> well, that, uh, well, that's great because it's, uh, for somebody like him, it's, it'll be five years before he can really fly yeah. in, a, in a, any type of commercial 
Yeah. You know, unless he spends a lot of money and in, in uh, yeah, no, you got to go through all of those phases, right? Props and all the way through, right? Yeah, multi multi engine instruments, you know, yeah. all weather. Uh, then you want to get into a little bit bigger jet before you yeah. get into the big ones, right? So it just takes time and and education, and you can't yeah. rush it. Yeah, well, it's been amazing talking to you, Brian. I mean, I can only see the need and the pressures on the defense and innovation space only increasing. And certainly what you and the K3 team are doing is going to be only growing in importance. If someone wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about what you and the K3 Enterprises Group is doing, uh, where's the best place to find you? So uh, there's part of that is uh, www.k3-enterprises.com. And then uh, the beginning of uh, August, we're launching, or I'm launching a personal page. It's www.brianlkent.com. And that's going to let people come straight to, to me for the consulting piece. You can uh, log in and check the uh, for us to reach back to you and figure out how to uh, help you or at least point you in the right direction. So come straight to the company. They'll, they'll uh, coordinate uh, to get you over to my side of the business. Or you can come directly to brianlkent.com and uh, we'll be able to jump right in and see if there's a consulting opportunity or a way that we can help you. Well, listen, it's been wonderful talking to you today, Brian. We've been talking with Brian Kent. He is the co-founder as well as the executive vice president for national defense and an innovation for K3 Enterprises, building out really the consultative capabilities for you know, when individuals are acquiring or transferring technologies or commercializing technologies that would be utilized for the defense community or broader commercial enterprise usage as well. Brian, it's been a really interesting conversation and I'm excited to see how this business evolves and I hope you keep us safe. Well, I uh, hope all things go well for you too, sir. And uh, again, you got an opportunity for brianlkent.com. We'll help you with scalability. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you.